Yes. Thank you, worship team. You may be seated and our kids can be dismissed. We call them blessed in the name of Jesus. I want to exhort you for just a minute. It is Christmas time. We need to exhort on the Word of God, I think. Amen. And, uh, um, you know, uh, Merry Christmas. The word Christmas is a compound word, Christ and Mass. And it's an old English um, word. Christ referring to the Messiah, the Anointed One, God's anointing, and the word Mass, celebration, uh, festival, worship. It, the, the word Christmas really is about the worshiping of Jesus, the celebration of Jesus. Now, I, I know we, we say it, but as you watch culture and you watch the day and age that we live in, we're losing a lot of real worship of Jesus. And which is what this is, is really all about. And we can say because we're Christians, we can be mindful of the fact that, okay, it's about Christmas and we worship Christmas. But then we look at everything that we do and how much is it about worshiping Christ? See, we, we, we kind of fell. This is where I, I go back and I say many times uh, that we judge ourselves by our intentions. We intend to worship Christ. But God judges us, the word of God, based on our decisions and what we do. Amen. Okay. And uh, how easy, and I'm not picking because I see it working within me too. How easy is it to miss the whole point of this season because of the natural pressures that's upon us? I mean, what is it now? July, they start pushing Christmas stuff, uh, you know, which is around retail and, and different things like that. And, uh, and don't think that culture doesn't affect your thinking, because it does. If, if advertising didn't work, large companies wouldn't spend millions and millions of dollars to promote their products. Everybody in America knows who Hershey is. But they constantly, if you want chocolate, you know where to go. But they constantly spend money because they know it affects how we think. And don't think that, that the Christmas season doesn't do that anyway. The, the greatest gift that you and I can give to Jesus is us. Because the greatest gift that was ever given to us was his sacrifice. And, and we, we've got to, as we walk through this, to remember that it is about Christ. I want to read out of 1 John. I'm yes. just going to read a few verses. We're going to right here in 1 John. And uh, so if you have your Bible, just turn over there. And uh, uh, we're going to start with verse 1. And the first word, <clears throat> if I could do this like Peter. <clears throat> Actually, Peter, I might have you do it. The very first word is behold. Stand up and say behold in your Peter voice. <laughs> behold. Oh, no, no. That's like, uh, that's like the old, like miniature Peter. Do it, do it in your Peter voice. I, I've heard you say things that was like, 10 decibels high, uh, louder than that. Behold! There you go. All right, so he starts off this thing with, Bold! Pay attention! Look at what I'm getting ready to say. This is like a really good thing. Behold! Let, let's do it together, okay? On three. One, two, three. Behold! Now, now let's, now let's look at what we behold. Lost my place here. First John chapter three, right? First John. Oh, my page flip. 
What manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. Do you know you and I struggle with this? Yes. Understanding how much he loves us. I think this is one of the reasons why we become more secularized in Christmas than we do uh, worshiping what he's done, because we really don't understand the love that had to be in place for God to manifest in the flesh and take the wages of sin upon himself. The, the, the amount of love it took to do that. Then we look at our past and we, you know, we say things like, well, you know, during my weakness or, you know, I, no, 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 no. We sinned. We're all sinners. Amen. And it's only by the blood of Jesus that we're able to be reconciled unto him. He says, behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knows us not because it knew him not. You know, in another place in Peter, Peter talked about that we're a peculiar people. People ought to look at you and me all cross-eyed. Now, not because we're goofy. Now, they may think goofy, but I'm not talking about like really being goofy. I'm talking about doing things at a different level. That, that we don't live by fear that we conform to a higher power, that, that God manifests in us and through us. And when everybody else is discombobulated, we're not, because we have a hope of what, how it's going to all turn out. You know, a lot of people are losing a lot of their hope in the United States of America right now because what we're walking through on different planes, whether it's economic, political, or whatever, there's just a lot of stuff going on. They're hearing of, of wars every place, and they're wondering what's going to happen. You know, the Christian, uh, the Christian shouldn't be what, troubled. In fact, there's a verse that says that, let not your heart be troubled. Uh, I, I don't know if he still does because I don't watch him, but Sean Hannity used to say that all the time. A lot of people think that's a Sean Hannity phrase. It's actually a biblical phrase. Let not your heart be troubled. Don't allow yourself to get troubled over stuff. God has everything in control. And uh, verse 2 says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Now I want you to watch. This is a really cool verse. That I don't know that people really think about this. But, but listen to this. We are the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be. Now, now, John, who's writing this by unction of the Holy Spirit, John understood some things of the Spirit. John was a guy that they put in boiling oil and it didn't burn him. Now, now that's a pretty hard walk of faith. You know, you, you, you're kind of questioning is, I don't know how they put him in the oil, but, you know, I, I envision it like there's a rope tied around and they're going to, and, and you know, when your feet touches that, you're probably like pulling your legs up so, you know, you could, and, and all of a sudden it touches and it's like, whoa, sauna. This thing feels pretty good. He was the only disciple not martyred. He was the disciple that laid his head on Jesus' chest. He was called the Beloved disciple. And he said, he, he was the one that was on the Isle of Patmos on our Wednesday night studying revelations that all of a sudden he was before the throne of God in the spirit. And he says, it does not yet appear what we shall be. Now, most people, when you start talking about eternity in heaven, they're just talking about, well, praise God, one day I'm going to be in heaven. Yeah, what are you going to be in heaven? Well, I guess I'm just going to be me in heaven. 
That's not what John says. He says, it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, that's a rapture verse talking about um, revelations. We shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. Now, there's an inference there that John is saying we really don't see him as he is. You know, we can talk about Jesus and everything, but, but do you really understand the mystery of godliness? How that, the, the New Testament talks about how he created the world. We go back to Genesis 1 and 1, we know that God said, let there be. And, and now you get into a theological debate on the Godhead and the different things like that. And we try to rationalize the things of the Spirit in biblical terms into our level of understanding. But John's talking about we don't even see this thing yet, how it's all going to work out. You see people fighting to get what they want, to do what they want, making sure that everything. And, and there's like such a higher realm which came from love. And the, 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 the manifestation of that love was really in the sacrifice and the price that Christ paid for us so that we can be reconciled back to God. Praise the Lord, Pastor. That's good. Amen. Verse 3. And every man, now watch this, because we're going we're gonna to find out some little bit of laggardness that we have. Every man that has this hope in him, what hope? That hope of being like him and how we shall manifest. Living on the purpose of where we're going to live the longest portion of our life. Everyone that has this hope even uh, uh, has this hope in him, purify himself. Now, we've got all kinds of perverted teachings in the, the, the church world about grace and how because of grace we can live how we want. Praise God, hallelujah. We're all going to go to heaven. Can't wait till he's closed back. But he says here, why would we need to purify ourselves if because of what he did, we are purified? Because we're in this fallen world. We, we have a choice on how we live. We can live according to the carnal self or we can live according to our, our Jesus who has made a way for us to be reconciled back to God and, and rise above this. And let me encourage you here right now on this day of Jesus' birth, probably not the exact day, but, but as uh, in our representation or the day that we've set aside to honor his birth, you and I can be more than what we are right now. You and I have the responsibility to prove that the Word of God is true and we can live by the Word of God, everything that He said. <coughs> we are not subject to something else. You and I can do it. God is no respecter of person. You say, well, oh, my past. Uh, I don't know. Peter might have the number one record of oh, my past. <laughs> he, he shared it. If you don't know the story, talk to him. He has a past. He, he's, he's been very open about it in many areas. And, and I bet you... Uh, he hasn't been open about everything. Because I know he went to Uganda with me and we did some street preaching, outdoor crusade. You remember that? He didn't want to do it. I said, no, you're doing it. And, uh, he didn't but, say it in that voice. <laughs> but I tell you what, he thrived in it. I tell you what, I saw a different Peter on him. Now, I don't know if he was 
aware because he was really into what he was ministering on trying to reach those people that were walking by and standing out. But he said some things that I went, oh, I didn't know that part of the story. But look where he's come. Look, it doesn't matter our past. It matters our, our present, our now, because Jesus paid a price that you and I can walk in the greater. That, that it, but, but there's an element in there which really ties into Christian, at least in, or Christmas, at least in my mind, is what are we really celebrating? Because when it, when it gets down to it, and, and really what I'm, I'm preaching right now is a conviction in my heart as we come into this, as, I, as I've set my heart on making sure that not only I, but others are rapture ready, I want to know what, it's, what, it's, what needs to happen in David to not have a spot or wrinkle. And I don't know how we can put him second, third, fourth, fifth in our life and, and believe that he is number one. Now, we can deceive ourselves, and I've talked about deception, because we judge ourselves by our intentions. It's a very human nature thing. It's, I'm subject to it also. I'm not picking on anybody. We're all subject to it. We judge our lives by the intentions of what we want and, and, and how we're going to do it. But then we've got to look at the actions that we take that, that we look at and say, did, did that decision really conform to, to the Bible? Or was I just trying to get what I wanted and covering it with a Christian terminology? And so um, we, we're going to be something. Whosoever commits sin transgresseth also the law. There's still a law that can be transgressed. Now, we don't live under the law, the Mosaic Le Levitical law, but God said he does not change. So the things that he said he hated, he still hates. He didn't all, all of a sudden change and say, you know, I hated it back there. But now, hey, it's cool. Rock on. His word is his word and his word never changes. And whether you're in the Old Testament or in the New Testament, his word is the same because the Old Testament, Jesus said, you study the, um, uh, the word or you study the scriptures and in them you think you have life, but they're talking about me. Now, when Jesus was walking the face of the earth, the only scriptures that were present was the law and the prophets, the Old Testament. He says, you're reading that thinking that you have life. He says, but it's talking about me because Jesus is the manifestation of the old. That's why somebody, whoever came up with it, I think it's really cool. And I see it's really true is the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. All of the New Testament is in the Old Testament. This is why I've said so many times, if you don't study the Old Testament, you're not going to understand the New Testament. And the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed through Christ. We see what was really happening. That's why Paul came back and said, they're for your examples to know how to walk, to know how to live. Whosoever commits sin transgresses all this law, for sin is the transgression of the law. And we know that he was manifested, Jesus Christ, that the day that we're celebrating was manifested to take our sins away. If we really understand the transgression, think about it, Adam. His transgression was he ate a piece of fruit. Well, it wasn't really that. It was that God said, don't eat that fruit. Because there was a lot of fruit he could eat. It's just that one don't eat. And so, so we see that that sin, which in the context of what it was, eating fruit, we don't think it was that bad. But in the reality of what it was, disobeying God, it was a huge deal that there was no death in the earth. 
This is one of the things about people saying, you know, well, dinosaurs lived six billion years ago. No, they didn't because they would have had to die. There was no death prior to that. So, so uh, fruits didn't fall off trees and, and die and rot because that would be death. death. Uh, there was no death in the earth until Adam sinned. Roman tells us that, that sin entered the world uh, or death entered the world by sin, by one man's sin. So it was from that point, which uh, from Adam, that things started dying, including man. This thing of sin was a huge, huge deal. So huge that even at Adam and Eve, an animal had to be killed and blood had to be spilt in order to cover the sin so that he could still have, have fellowship or have a, a relationship with God all the way down to the fact that Jesus came as the final sacrifice to take that on himself. We don't view the thing, well, I, I'm just weak. You know, that's my weakness. That's my stumbling block. No, it's sin. And it's a huge, huge deal. And our culture is based on sin. Even though we're a Christian nation, our culture is based on sin. And it influences us. All of us have to guard against it. He said, whoever abideth, uh, you know that he was manifest. Take away our sins. Verse 5. And in him is no sin. Now, if in him is no sin and he's coming back for where the body and the head come together at the appearing of Christ, why would he with no sin bring sin into himself? That's why he says that a, a, um, a, a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither knoweth him. This is the thing, because we say we know Christ, we say we know him, yet we do the things that are contrary to him. And we've got, to, we've got to break it down and really understand it's not about our intentions, it's about what we do. Little children, let no man deceive you. Now here's a, here's a scripture that we deceive ourselves uh, a lot in. He that does righteousness is righteous even as he is righteous. Righteousness is based on decisions that we make, not intentions of where we want to go. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. And here, right here, is the, really the basis of my exhortation this morning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. On Wednesday night, I said it. I believe that we humans, I'm really looking at myself, is we slap him in the face because the sacrifice was so great, the provision was so great, and yet we try to walk in what we think and how we think it is. Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin, for his seed, that would be Christ's seed, remains in him. And he cannot sin because he's born of God. In this the children of God are manifested, and the children of the devil. Whosoever does not righteousness, who does not do righteous acts, is not of God, neither is he that loveth not his brother. Let's all stand. This thing with God, this thing with Christ, this thing with, with walking in the Word is a really big deal. And you and I are going to live someplace a lot longer than we live here. You, you know, people might have 50, 60, 70, 80, 100, 120 years on this earth. And it's, it's a drop in the bucket to, to where we're going to spend the most time. You know, I would think that if we were going to move into a house 
And, uh, and, and we were looking at the house. Said, well, I'm, I'm going to live here for about a year, maybe two years. And then we're going we're, we're gonna to move someplace else and upgrade. And, and then that's going to be our forever home. I would think I would hold off on all the stuff I want to do until I got into my forever home. Then, then the house I'm going to stay in 12 or 18 or 24 months. Yet, the way humanity thinks right now is in this temporary house, we put all of our efforts, all of our attention uh, to make sure that we get our way, to make sure we get what we want, to make sure our opinions heard, than to exalt Christ in everything that we do. And it's going to matter. It's going to matter. I want to encourage you on this Christmas day. This is about Jesus Christ. And, and he should be uh, not only just in our thoughts of our intentions, but in the actions of what we do. Yeah. And uh, so I want to call you blessed. But before we close, I just let's all bow our heads right now. Is there anybody in here that's never given your life to the Lord that you want to say, hey, I, I want to make this thing right in my life. Just raise your hand real quick. and We're going to include you in this prayer. 